Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. It is I, Jeff Duaska, and your host from Crossing the Streams, now bringing you this amazing bonus episode pulled from our live show, Crossing the Streams. What is Crossing the Streams? Crossing the Streams answers the ultimate question, what should I be binging on TV next? You're done with one thing. You're ready for another. You need a list of stuff to get you through the week. Well, you have come to the right place. Crossing the Streams, we have over 90 hours on our YouTube channel. You can check us out there for full episodes. This bonus episode pulls segments from various live episodes. This one pulls from episode 21, 75, and 84. We're going to talk about Taskmaster, Drop Dead Gorgeous, and Shadow and Bone. We're going to kick things off with friend of the show, Mike White, who talked us through Taskmaster. Take it away, Mike. Let's go to uh, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. It's kind of a game show, but not really. It's much more of a comedy show. So it's been around since 2015. It stars Greg Davies and Alex Horn. And Alex Horn is the Taskmaster's assistant. Greg Davies is the Taskmaster himself. Really, Alex Horn runs the show. And he's the one that comes up with a lot of this stuff. He's the guy who came up with the idea. But he plays a character who is very put upon. And they've been doing this for, they're now in their 13th season. I think the another episode drops tomorrow night. And they've hmm. switched networks a bunch of times. But they are now, I think, on BBC4. And 13 seasons, five comedians each season. Basically, they record them doing all of these absolutely ridiculous things. And then they have them back in the studio and review how well they did on these tasks and these tasks can be just some of the weirdest things that you've ever seen like uh <laughs> draw a picture of the taskmaster while you are on the back of this horse or here is an egg try to throw it from the highest distance without it cracking and who gets the highest distance is the one that gets points and greg is the one that decides the points sometimes it's based on how well they actually do and other times it's just his attitude and he just says okay you you get one two three or some of my favorite is when he's just like well i know who's going to be in last place now just because somebody might piss him off <laughs> but it is so funny i've been doing a rewatch of it for the last gosh probably about three months now i've seen every season except for the 13th one and they have had offshoots in i'd say more than half a dozen uh, countries portugal croatia belgium a bunch of other places but the for whatever reason the the scandinavian countries finland denmark norway and sweden have had the longest running versions of it and then there's an amazing Mm -hmm. version from new zealand that is it some of the tasks are the same but the contestants obviously are all completely different. And so the way that they approach these things, is just amazing to see how different people try to solve different tasks. Oh, that's wicked. How many seasons is it? 13, 13 so far. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry. Someone's going to drink. What platform is this on? It is available. So you can watch it on, you can pay for it on Amazon Prime. Who wants okay. to do that? You can watch it on Pluto. And then they actually have their own streaming platform, which I'm such a fan that I actually paid for the platform. I think it's called Supermax is what it's called. But yeah, if you go out to taskmaster.tv, they've got all the information out there. But yeah, I freaking love this show. And you can see almost all of it, too, on YouTube. They have a really active YouTube channel. And that's for the longest time, that was the only place that you could see it over here in the States. Mm, That sounds fun. For sure. They had a U.S. version for one season, and it failed spectacularly. They'll probably <laughs> never do it again. I feel like I remember this. When was What channel was like it on in the U.S.? Oh, I don't remember which channel it was, but it was a weird mix of people. You know, I talk about how it's comedians that are doing this, right? right. Well, Freddie Highmore was one of the contestants, you know, the kid from The Young Doctor, or oh, I can't remember what that one is called, but uh, Finding Neverland. Doctor. The good doctor, thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. What? Why is he he was okay, but the reason why I think the show failed was two words, Lisa Lampanelli. But because oh, she was just not funny and not fun to watch at all. But I mean, they even had Alex Horn as the Taskmaster's assistant on it. They brought him over from the UK, but they couldn't recapture that magic. It wasn't as bad as when they redid coupling, but it was still pretty darn bad. All right, so if it was the Lisa Lampanelli, that was in 2018. I just happened to click on it. It made it eight episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also had Ron Funches, who is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, cool. All right, well, all right, we'll check that out. Pluto is kind of, is I don't know when Pluto showed up. It yeah. just kind of is on my Amazon Prime stick, but Love there's that. tons of stuff you can watch yeah. for free on Pluto. Pluto yeah. used to just be like a website. And, an, and like only, so it's know, preloaded onto my television that I have here in right. the studio. Pluto is as a part of I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's preloaded onto the television. It's completely free as long as you can connect to the internet. And they have whole stations that are dedicated to just one television show, and there are exactly. hundreds of them. Great job, Michael White. Check Mike out on the Projection Booth podcast. That's his awesome podcast. He's a frequent visitor to the show. Up next, friend of the show, Jeffrey Calhoun. This is his first appearance in episode 21, where he takes us through Shadow and Bone. It's also a master class on script writing. Enjoy. Jeffrey, let's keep uh, let's keep you going. We're going to go to Shadow and Bone, a Netflix original series. It's funny. It's how I read it in my head, too. <laughs> So Shadow and Bone is an original IP based on a uh, trilogy of books that was written by a young woman that was very popular. Um, it takes place in an alternate reality. It's not based on our history at all. In this kind of original realm, it seems to be very influenced by um, Russian and Viking culture um, and some Asian culture as well. But uh, magic is real and in particular, people are blessed with magic um, and it's a bit taboo. So they can be looked at as uh, separate from others. And and there's a whole lore there in mythology, which is great because that's really good to uh, build out a show. But what it centers around is this big void in the middle of the world that separates a country. 
And within the void is these creatures that kill you. And so the country is divided. So there is a civil war brimming between both sides of the country because the other other end of the country now wants independence uh, because they can't really cross the void without risking death. So there's some political intrigue there that's very interesting. And the magic users are now a wing of the military and they have a lot of social influence and power. But that's being threatened by the invention of the gun. So that's also like a fun little subject. Plot. Now, the fold, as they call it, this big shadowy dark area that that's full of evil was created by a character named the Dark Heretic, who is like an evil wizard, and he's been gone for centuries, right? And then the the lore is that somebody will be born called the, the Suncaster or whatever, and they'll be able to close the fold, right? So that's the whole thing. And then by mid uh, by mid-pilot, you discover the main character that we have been following, who was an army recruit and pretty much a nobody, is that person that can harness the sun. So it's pretty cool. I, I think it's worth a watch. It's definitely worth fun to binge. Okay. Sounds cool. All right, and that's the number one show. So you, you've watched it too, right, Zach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually like this thing a lot. Um, it is, it's a YA uh, fantasy novel. So it does have that young adult feel to it. But I felt like once uh, like the second episode got going, the story was actually really cool and it, and it really got churning. Ben Barnes is in it from, he's the bad guy from the Punisher series. Uh, he's also in a lot of the Narnia movies. Uh, he does an amazing job in this. I'll say the the show is very, very well cast, very diverse, and it's pretty faithful to the books. I I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty, it was very entertaining. It, it turned along pretty well. It started a little slow. It is a little cheesy because it is YA, but for the most part, it was pretty entertaining. And it was uh, one of the most fun things I've watched on the top 10 in a while outside of the circle. I'd say that one of the big YA aspects of it is that whenever there's dialogue between two characters, they just hang on each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, they then they were like, okay, are they kissing this guy? They're no? Okay, they're not going to. And it's like yeah. every scene. I told yeah. my wife, I'm gonna start talking to people like <laughs> and then I'm gonna look away just to see what happens. So uh, Jeffrey, let me ask you a question. So th- this can be for uh the past movie too. So as a like an avid screenwriter and and somebody who, you know, writes books about screenplays and all that kind of stuff, sure. When you're watching a movie. Does it freaking just, I mean, does that like just drive you nuts? Can you enjoy a movie like knowing, oh, they made this mistake. They did this error. Like, right. This- you know, that's funny that you asked that. My wife had called me out on this, like right before I started really getting into it. And she says, you'll never enjoy movies the same way again. And she was absolutely right. So I do, I break down everything. And it's really, for me, it's a test of might if we want to use Immortal Kombat, right? What it is, is if I'm watching a film and I don't go into analyzing it, that's a hell of a film. Mm-hmm. Because it can take me out of my brain and I can really enjoy it. And it does not happen often. It happened with Legally Blonde, I'm sure. <laughs> right? I, I bet it happened. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Legally, it, it got me. What was, what was the last movie you can remember that happening? Actually, one I just watched yesterday because um, we're we are analyzing a movie. Uh, I do. I do on my podcast every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I analyze a a film. And so I sat down to analyze this film. I ended up getting lost in it. Then I got frustrated. But it's called Infinity Chamber. And it's on Amazon Prime. And it was done on a micro budget. But it's really cool. It's about a guy stuck in a prison and he's forced to relive a same an instant over and over and over again. 
I thought it was really yeah. good. Ooh, it's, cool. it's, 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 extra it's, review. Sorry. There we go. A- after one of my high school reunions, I connected with a buddy of mine, hadn't seen, and we started writing movie scripts. They didn't go anywhere. But like, uh, but but I started reading <laughs> books and stuff and like, and how to write it. And it was like, oh, you know, uh, 10 pages in, well, yeah, the thing inciting incident. Yeah. Yeah. Inciting incident that if it didn't happen, the rest of the movie wouldn't be occur. Right. 25 pages in, you know, like, yeah. It's like, it's so methodical. You don't, and like learning that, you realize like everything is is manipulated <laughs> it's everything's well, it's, like manipulated. It's, it's structure story has a structure well i know but if you don't realize you're like getting sucked into this thing it's like when you realize oh there's a pattern to this i'm being walked through a pattern that yeah. is over and over again and this is why i feel the way i feel and react the way i react over and over again it was just it was just interesting to me yes but, we are a storytellers are the best manipulators but it also you can also watch and you know you hear about this after the fact a lot you can also sit down to watch a tv show or uh, more so with tv shows than movies i would say you could see where it's you know like uh, a rock you know that gets withered down by outside influences you know you can see where a studio or um you know just the the climate you know of the time can start to change a script and a screenplay from what it could have or should have been and spin it in different ways or water it down or soften it. And, right. and there's nothing more frustrating when you can see a screenplay start great. I always call it what I now deem the the SNL skit philosophy now, which is there's so many as last 10 years where you're watching it, you're going, this is hysterical. And then it just, there's nothing well, you know how I, to end it. And I, I often feel movies are like that now you know it starts off so great and promising and then oh it just fizzles at the end of it the big myth i think or misunderstanding with a lot of screenwriters are that they think they'll write a screenplay and that it'll be well received and then a director will come on or producer will come on and they'll make this screenplay and then they'll have this movie that just 100 percent does not work that way you write the screenplay and then the director comes on they give you notes for the rewrite then the producer comes on they give you notes for the rewrite then another producer gives you notes for the rewrite then an actor wants his part rewritten because he doesn't like the dialogue so you know everybody has to have their sense on the script and so it does it changes over time and then and you have to kind of go along with that but i agree when you when you kind of fall into a movie and you don't see the seams and then you like finish a movie and you're like wow they really just they they took me and i'll say for me the last movie that really did that for uh what was parasite the bong joon ho movie when i watched that like i once that movie started I never like I I just I might as well just blacked out, but I consumed it. But there was never a point where I was like, this is the writing thing. This is when they introduce this. This is where this part goes. It was just like a straight up beautiful story. So I I do like when you can just fall into something yeah. and not see any part of it. That's For me, it was that. Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> What a great review and conversation that sprouted. I love the little tangent conversations that always happen and the great information that just comes out. So lots of good information there. Jeffrey Calhoun, Successful Screenwriter Podcast. Check him out as well. But we got one more for you. This one's mine. I'm bringing you Drop Dead Gorgeous, one of the best dark comedy cult movies around. Here we go. All right. Not to one-up that review, but we're going to do Drop Dead Gorgeous. (laughs) Cool movie. Who's seen this movie? Me. Okay, so Drop Dead Gorgeous is 
to me, one of the funniest movies ever. So first of all, let me let me preface by saying a little background. 1999 brought this gem to us. It's an American satirical black comedy. It's a mockumentary film about a small town beauty pageant. It's directed by Michael Patrick Jan. He was a cast member of The Slate. And it stars. All right, you ready for this? <laughs> this is who starred in this movie in 1999. Denise Richards, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, Ellen Barkin, Allison Janney, Kirstie Alley, Mindy Sterling, Brittany Murphy, film debut of Amy Adams. Okay. Ooh, whistle. And, all right. And then Will Sasso is in it. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Uh, he's in a lot of Farley Brothers stuff. And uh, <laughs> Sam McMurray, you'd recognize if you're a friend, a friend's fan, he was Chandler's boss. So this movie <laughs> takes place in Minnesota. <laughs> so the accents are great. Yes. Uh, Mount Rose, Minnesota. They're doing an American teen princess pageant. Now, when I tell you the cast in this movie, I think the funniest they are. This is Allison Janney at the funniest and best of Allison Janney. Yeah, she went on obviously to do the West Wing. She won a, uh, I think, an Academy Award for the Tanya Harding movie. I mean, Allison Janney is a force to be reckoned with. She stars in Mom now, a, a TV show. But I'm telling you, Drop Dead Gorgeous is her best performance. Ellen Barkin has never been funnier. She is so funny. She plays Kirsten Dunst's uh, mom. So the whole idea is that in this high school, they have a teen princess pageant sponsored by Sarah Rose Cosmetics. If you win this regional event, you go on to like, you know, the nationals and stuff like that. So they're all competing. But one by one, the <laughs> contestants start dying. Oh, now Denise Richard plays uh, Kirstie Alley's daughter. Kirstie Alley, Gladys Lehman, was uh, crowned uh, Miss Teen Princess way back when. So this is very important for her, for her daughter to be also crowned. And so anyway, they keep dying one by one by one. And let me also say, for those of you who have rushed out right now to already start watching it, this is the most un-PC film by today's standards. This movie would never be made because it would never allow this to be captured on film. But it is, it's hilarious. If you're allowed to have hilarity and non-PC-ness, this is like the perfect movie for that, if you understand, they are aware of it. It's satirizing exactly what is on PC. I mean, everything about it is is just brilliant. Now, just to be fair, okay, just to be fair, on Rotten Tomatoes, a 47 critic rating. This has been panned over and over again. It has never gotten it never got its due in terms of reviews. It was just horribly. <laughs> destroyed nothing of uh that would ever say to you jeff why are you calling this funniest movie you've ever seen but i'm telling you it is the funny when i first watched napoleon dynamite i said i don't get it and they're like no no no, that's it and i rewatched it and i'm like this is the most brilliant movie ever <laughs> if you watch drop dead gorgeous knowing the lack of pc this whole the horrible things that they're saying and like everything that would just piss you off if you <laughs> it's a mockumentary okay they're making fun of all this there's nothing politically correct about this movie and that's the brilliance of this movie okay this is kirstie alley forget whatever you think about her politicalness kirstie alley when she's a funny comedic actress there's nobody better 
and Kirstie Alley. Okay. She's top dog there. Okay. And she's full Kirstie Alley here. And this is great. So I won't kind of give it away. Mindy Sterling is great in it. She's in this movie hot off of Austin Powers. And so, you know, they all, I think, do these awesome little accents. So anyway, it follows Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst is sort of the main character. And, you know, she wants to follow in the footsteps of Diane Sawyer. And so small girl, trailer park dreams. And so, you know, follows her. So at the end of, I won't say how, who wins the American teen princess, but I will say that that's sort of like part one of the movie. Then there's like a whole, it becomes almost like a whole different movie as they move to the, uh, the semifinals and there's just, and then the finals and there's just, I can't even describe the scene cause I don't want to give it away. Cause it's so amazing. Shenanigans. What, a lot of shenanigans. what happens. And, but I'm Spoiler. telling you, so now here's the thing. This used to be on Hulu and I don't think it is. So I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but I'm telling you with that two ninety nine or whatever it costs to watch it on Amazon <laughs> is a hundred percent worth it. And I know that's not usually what we do here. And then, you know, this is only a 98 minute movie. So it's a perfect like comedy length. I think they, it was 10 to 15 million budget. When you think like to, with that cast and for that budget, Amy Adams, by the way, is unrecognizable. Like that's how young she is in this movie. Wow. If you watch this movie, you're like, that's it. I think that might be Amy Adams. And you're like, cause you know, She's obviously now still looks amazing, but just, you know, anyway, so it's only made $10 million in the box office. It was pretty much a flop, but I'm telling you, you will love this movie. It is hilarious. And it was never, I think only up until like a few years ago, it wasn't available anywhere and it was on Hulu. And last, when I looked the other day, cause I ended up actually own a copy of this and I, that I rewatched it recently, I couldn't find it on Hulu. So I don't know if it's still there or not. I'm sure people wrote letters anyway. Zach, you got you've seen this. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ninety nine, which is obviously the best year for movies. That was my prime time for like just absorbing everything. I mean, you have things like you know American Pie, like everything else that came out the same year. So it, it, there's no, it's it's not like surprised that it didn't do too well in the box office because there were some bangers that came out ninety nine. Uh, especially over the summer. But yeah, Drop Dead Gorgeous, very, very cool, kitschy movie. Uh, I was working on Blockbuster Video in 99, so that was part of my employee pick wall uh, occasionally, <laughs> my, my, my top five. So uh, yeah, very clever clever movie. Tony, you've seen this? Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's uh, Again, it's one of those things where you're looking back on it now, you appreciate how funny it was. I think you know it was funny at the time, but now you look back and you're like, that's a really funny movie. It's better than good. It definitely makes fun of that that whole industry, but it doesn't in a way. And you know, if it wasn't in Minnesota, I don't know if it would be as funny because that really does take take the movie. The fact that they're in Minnesota and and the accents and that's it's just great. All right, so go see uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, pay for it if you have to. Buy it at a used uh, something store. Rent it from your library. But definitely worth uh, a million laughs. So check you, that out. Did you see this in the theater? You know, I don't know if I did or not. I just remember at some point maybe seeing it on cable or something. My wife and I just couldn't stop watching this movie. It was because you remember, like, remember back then you would just go to the theater and be like, I don't know what I'm going to see. And you just kind of look at all of them. Like, but do you remember that? Like, that doesn't happen anywhere near anymore. But like, I remember just going to like the theater and be like, what's out? I have no idea. But if you were to go out, to see Drop Dead Gorgeous when it came out. Here's the other movies you had to choose between. You have American Pie, Big Daddy, Lake Placid, wow. Wild Wild West, Star Wars Phantom Menace, The General's Daughter, 
Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, and Muppets in Space, as long with the Blair Witch Project. So this is like crunch time for just cool, cool movies. But I, I saw this in a theater, and I had a good time. All right. Drop Dead Gorgeous from episode 84, Taskmaster from 75, Shadow and Bone, all the way back to episode 21. Lots of great binge-watching suggestions for you. So since you got so much homework, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I'm going to just send you over to your couch, find your comfy spot, grab your remote, cross your own streams, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.